All right, here we go. Hello, everybody. My name is Jimmy Morrell. I'm a sports journalism major at ASU. I, uh, I'm a freshman. I have been recently studying some sports production classes and some like overall uh, news media stuff, like uh, sports blogging and not even just sports, like all around, just blogging, podcasting, radio, all these different forms of media. And I have found the interest to make my own podcast. Obviously, I'm a sports journalism major, so uh, I think I should be talking about sports. Um, hopefully, one day, if this goes well, I can branch out and talk about other things. Uh, I love a bunch of different stuff, not just sports. So if you're interested, let me know. Um, my setup right now is kind of scuffed. I uh, am talking right now through my iPhone uh, in a car. <laughs> um, it's not the most professional form of podcasting, but it's a form. And uh, hopefully, as we grow, as we go... Uh, I can get more stuff and uh, grow this into something more fun and interesting and get the the uh, requirements to create a fully functional, entertaining podcast. Um, to start off with, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of stuttering and a lot of uh, non-coherent sen- uh, sentences where uh, I try to say one thing and my wording is completely botched. I don't have a script. I just have a little paper to uh, help me reference some stats, if you can even call them stats. They're not like crazy advanced, but they're something that are going to help me keep on track. Uh, This isn't going to be the most analytical show. Uh, I kind of just want to talk about my opinion, have uh, other people uh, discuss. You know, I have a Instagram page, Let's Talk Sports 2021. Um, Have people comment on there and just bounce around ideas and uh, get some voice Um, questions from you guys to, you know, kind of argue, not argue, but debate. Um, My opinions aren't right. They're just my opinions. Uh, So I may say something you completely disagree with. Don't come after my head, please. Uh, I'm all for uh, overly passionate and aggressive conversation, but I don't think I want uh, to get attacked for these takes. Um, Thank you so much for listening and being here. Uh, I have a few side stories, which I'll do at the beginning of a story, um, when I think a story needs some attention, but not the talk of my, of my main, uh, topics in my podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I will just be covering, uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, and MLB for my main, main topics. I will bring some side stories in from like PGA and the MLS and stuff, uh, FIFA, because I, those aren't really my areas of expertise, but I still share some interest and I still find myself looking into some stats and some storylines um, from these stories. So uh, if that's what you're into, I'm so sorry. Uh, as time goes on, I'll try to uh, uh, in, uh, engage with those and uh, become more of a follower for those sports. But as of now, I don't. Uh, know too much, so I don't think I should be covering them. Uh, For the first few side stories, I definitely want to talk about the trades that were, uh, that happened today. Uh, While I was sitting here trying to figure this all out, uh, the Rams traded Kenny Young uh, and a seventh round pick to the Broncos for a sixth round pick. Uh, Right off the bat, I want to voice my opinion and say I think this is a pretty awful trade. Um, I don't really understand why you would go so low on a draft pick for Kenny Young. Uh, I think he's not obviously like a Devin White type linebacker, but he definitely is a good placeholder if you don't have many linebacker talent. Uh, I think it was a great trade for the Broncos to go get him, but for the Rams to give up uh, up on him that easily, I don't think that was very smart. I think that at least a fifth-round pick, but even that, I don't really know if I could convince myself to, if I was the GM, uh, to pull that trigger. Just seems a little weird. Um, but there was a dog trade. Uh, the Jets uh, traded Joe Flack for Joe Flacco um, from the Eagles. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Joe Flacco was the 2020 starting quarterback for the Jets. Uh this obviously occurred because uh, rookie quarterback Zach Wilson uh, against the Patriots yesterday uh, injured his leg, I believe. So he's going to be out for two or four weeks. Uh, I think this trade's pretty harmless. I think at the end of the day, 
the Eagles didn't lose much and didn't gain much. I mean, I think they also got a seventh-round pick, and that's not really too great. I mean, not many teams get a, a stellar seventh-round pick, um, especially with how many draft picks the Eagles already have uh, right now. I think I think with the teams they've traded for, I think they have three within the top ten, unless it's changed. I haven't checked in a while. Um, I think Joe Flacco isn't obviously uh, Joe Flacco from the Super Bowl run, but I think with the way Zach Wilson has been playing and uh, how poor the Jets have been as a team this year, I think it's been, I think it'd be pretty safe to say that they'll stay around the same area. I don't think Joe Flacco will come in and shock the world, but I don't think he's going to be much worse than what they've had. Obviously, if you're a Jets fan, it's probably frustrating that your rookie quarterback isn't developing anymore. Uh, for example, I think uh, Justin Fields with the Bears has been has had a pretty rough time, but at the end of the day, he's still developing and learning how to fit in into the NFL. So I think that's a benefit no matter what. Most rookie quarterbacks this year, I think, will just benefit from starting um, and not sitting out. Um, that's all for the trades, I believe, today. If I've missed one, I'm so sorry. As of now, I've only heard of Kenny Young and Joe Flacco. Um, if I were to rank them, I would give the Kenny Young trade for the Rams. Uh, definitely a D minus. I do not think they got much in return. I think the Rams are one of the worst uh, drafting teams in the NFL. They do not draft very well. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't remember the last time a solid draft pick has come from the Rams. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Um, but for the Broncos, I would definitely give it like a C plus to a B minus because Kenny Young is a solid linebacker. Uh, I think he's going to help get uh, give them linebacker depth, which at the end of the day, I think is what the Broncos need. I mean, I'll talk about them a little later because I have a topic about them. I think the Broncos are in no man's land right now, and I, I don't think defense is where they should be focusing number one, but I think linebacker depth is is a much need uh, position they need to cover. Um, my last sub topic uh, for today is uh, definitely Tom Brady. Uh, he's the only quarterback to throw for 300 passing touchdowns, I believe. It's 300 or 600. Um, obviously, Tom Brady is, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, I think he has pro- proven more than enough. Uh, but I know a lot of people argue the fact, uh, that accomplishment he pulled off yesterday was pretty incredible to be the first with a long, uh, with a long line of great quarterbacks, you know, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Peyton Manning, uh, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, a bunch of great quarterbacks. Uh, they couldn't get there, but he did, uh, it was also special because he threw it to Mike Evans. And for those of you who don't know, this moment was uh, made extra special by Mike Evans when he decided to hand that receiving touchdown to a fan in the stands. Uh, Mike Evans obviously was unaware that Brady threw that uh, for that record. Um, so he handed it to a fan. Uh, there's a video clip somewhere online of Mike Evans finding out he gave up Tom Brady's ball. Uh, he obviously was stunned. Uh, so uh, Brady told him, uh, don't worry about it. We'll get it back. Um, headlines came out today that the guy who got that ball uh, gave it back, negotiated with like a member of the Buccaneers like staff. Uh, he got a replacement game ball uh, and a signed, I think, Brady jersey. Um, people are up in arms right now about it, though, because uh, t- that Tom Brady ball could have sold for $750,000, I believe was the number. Uh, and he obviously did not get that much in return with a game ball and a signed jersey. So uh, I don't know if the Buccaneers staff has caught wind or if it was planned from the start, but um, he is uh, supposedly going to get more memorabilia from the team to cover some of the money problems that didn't really equal out, wasn't really a fair trade deal. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, he got stuff. Brady got his ball back. I imagine Brady's not even going to keep the ball. I imagine it's going to be in Canton, Ohio, with in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so, yeah, that's all the side stories for today. Um, I still want to stay in the NFL, even though I think the most important topic today will be in the MLB, with obviously the World Series starting tomorrow. 
Uh, as I'm talking right now, the Saints and Seahawks have not played. So hopefully no in- crazy injuries happen. We've had enough of those as NFL fans this year. Um, but if any crazy headlines come from that game, you can check my Instagram page uh, for that. Uh, I'll probably clip something, post something about it. Uh, if anything does occur in that game. Uh, just real quick, uh, since I'm on that topic, uh, I will give you my picks for who I think is going to win that game. I think, uh, the Saints beat the Seahawks, uh, I will say 33 to 21. I think the Saints defense is pretty good. Their offense is pretty meh. Uh, the Seahawks obviously are a lost puppy right now. They have no idea what to do with Russell Wilson out. They obviously have a bad loss to the Steelers last week with the DK Metcalf situation. Obviously, I didn't change the outcome of the game. They still got that field goal, but still, it's a it's a moral it's a moral defeat knowing that that happened. I think that's really rough. And then obviously, the beef between DK Metcalf and Shannon Sharp on Twitter was pretty funny. But anyway, I got off track. Sorry. Uh, the main topic, my first one, I want to talk about the seven and zero Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I'm a resident in Arizona, so this is all I hear about every day. So I thought this is what I had to cover. Um, I think it's time to give the Cardinals their, their credit. I think they are better than most people expected. I think they have definitely overperformed and I wouldn't be surprised any, if any week they fell off planet earth and really struggled. I don't think that's going to happen though. Uh, they look pretty great. They have three receivers over 400 receiving yards. I believe it's DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, and Christian Kirk. Um, they have a balanced air attack, which is why they're so good. Obviously, I don't think James Conner is the the biggest uh, part of their team uh, success. Neither is a uh, Chase Edmonds, but them having such a balanced air attack, I think, gives the Cardinals a great ability to run because. If I'm gonna, play, if I'm game planning against the Cardinals, I'm gonna game plan against the air attack before I ever game a game plan against the ground game. Um, I wanted to point out four games though that I think people are talking about in media as like the headline games. Obviously, there's some games that they definitely people knew they were gonna win. They were favorites. Like they beat the Texans. No one was surprised. Um, the one I want to start off with uh, is definitely the Tennessee Titans. This is an interesting one because week one, the Cardinals beat the Titans and everyone was like, well, you know, the Titans, maybe they're just not the team they, everyone thought they were. Um, so, like, big whoop. But yesterday, the Titans stomped the Chiefs. So the Cardinals beating the Titans looks a little more uh, crazy because, I mean, the Titans beat the Chiefs. Granted, you can't play that system. Upsets happen every week. Who knows if the Titans just balled out for a week and the Chiefs just didn't play well. Uh, but I think that's a game to keep your eye on for why the Cardinals are so good. Um, that was also the game, I believe, where Kyler Murray had the real-life Madden play where he literally ran around uh, behind the line of scrimmage for like five hours and then threw a laser downfield. Um, another game I want to point out that I think uh, we should bring attention to is definitely the game against the Rams. Uh, the Rams were, after they beat the Buccaneers, my favorite to win the Super Bowl. Um, they looked very good. Matthew Stafford is finally at home. He's playing for a team that actually looks good. Um, stuck with the Lions for so long. Um, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, Aaron Donald. Their defense is literally one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Um, so when the Cardinals came and beat the Rams, I think it was a eye-opener for many because the Rams beat the Bucks. Like I said, you can't really play by that system. Upsets happen all the time. Uh, last year, the Saints beat the Buccaneers twice. Everyone thought the Saints were the better team. That did not happen. The Buccaneers beat the Saints in the playoffs. So, I mean, like I said, any one of these weeks, a team could ball out and just play poor. Um, but I, like I said, I think it's, it's important to pay attention to and to focus on because... At the end of the day, a win is a win, regardless of how you get it. Uh, their rec- their record is clean. It's 7-0. Um, yeah, I mean, them beating the Rams is pretty impressive. Uh, and it's not just that they beat the Rams. It's in the way they beat the Rams. 
Uh, Matthew Stafford didn't look too good. Hurt my fantasy team pretty bad. Um, Kyler Murray looks great every week. Probably the front runner or top three MVP, but I'll get to that later. It's another topic I want to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's it's really difficult to to uh, make an excuse as to how they won that game because, I mean, they just were the better team at the end of the day. That's probably their most um, solidified win. Like, they definitely looked like the better team that week. Um, the next game I definitely want to talk about is the Browns. Uh, before Baker Mayfield went out, uh, the Cardinals were were absolutely destroying this poor man. I'm uh, a big Baker Mayfield guy. I like the Browns. I think they are a solid team. I think, obviously, their playoffs hopes are going to get a little crushed this year. Uh, not only to the fact that Baker Mayfield's out, but they are in the same division as the Bengals, who look amazing, and the Ravens, who also look amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, that Browns win. Sorry, I'm uh, in a car, so if you hear any noises... I hope when I play this back, the noises aren't over me. That would suck. But like I said, I have a scuff set up. Bear with me. Um, anyway, Browns. I think uh, that was just a, a poor outing for the Browns, but a great outing for the Cardinals. Another one where I think you can't really make excuses. Uh, the Cardinals just looked great. They were definitely the better team. I think it's more impressive that they didn't have Cliff Kingsbury that week. Uh I think Cardinals are definitely a team where they are more uh, player-oriented than putting their faith in their coach. They seem to be a closely-knit group. Uh, J.J. Watt, uh, there's a clip of him somewhere on the internet, of him, like, saying, give us our credit, give us our credit, and it's just, it's kind of like a nice video if you're a Cardinals fan because he, uh, the team seems like they're close and passionate and uh, care for each other and want to win. Uh, to move on to the last game that I have, which is going to definitely turn some heads and maybe stir a conversation is the Vikings game. Uh, I believe this was week two or three. Uh, the Cardinal, the Vikings came to Arizona. It was a very good game. Dalvin Cook went crazy. Uh, the Vikings drove down to field goal range. It was a chip shot. It looked like the Cardinals were going to uh, lose. People were going to finally admit that the Cardinals aren't that good. And then the kicker missed the field goal. Uh, personally, uh, I view a win as a win. Uh, there's teams who probably have had much uglier wins than that one. I don't even think that was an ugly win for the Cardinals. I think they got lucky for sure. But in the NFL today, kickers don't really make field goals anymore. Um, so I think that you can say they should have lost, but would have, should have, could have. They still won. They're undefeated. Uh, as a Cardinals fan, you probably have to be pretty happy right now. I mean, 7-0, three more wins if they don't lose the next three games. If you get 10 wins, you're pretty much a shoe-in for the playoffs. I mean, maybe not now with the extra game, maybe 11, 12 wins. Then you can start maybe saying that you're a shoe-in, um, considering also how poorly the NFC West has been playing. The 49ers don't look too good. The uh, Seahawks, obviously, Russell Wilson, but their defense is atrocious. Uh, their only competition is the Rams. And they've shown that they can stick with the Rams. So I think it's going to be interesting for sure. But like I said, if you're a Cardinals fan, you got to be feeling pretty good because your team's undefeated. You're close to a playoff run or a playoff lock. Um, I think this Thursday night coming up, the Cardinals are going to beat the Packers because Devontae Adams just got placed on COVID-19 list. He, there's no way he'll be able to be activated in time. Uh, I think the Packers defense won't stop the Cardinals' balanced attack. Uh... And I think the Cardinals defense can stop Aaron Rodgers. Not stop, but slow down Aaron Rodgers and hold off that run game, which I think is very overrated. I don't think Aaron Jones is the crazy running back people tell him, uh, talk him up to be. I think he's definitely good, but I don't think he's going to he's gonna do anything crazy against the Cardinals. Uh, if I'm wrong, then I'm willing to die on that sword. But I think he, uh, he won't have the greatest game. Uh, I think it'll be a good game, entertaining game through like three quarters. Then I think the Cardinals kind of take off with it. Uh, so I see the Cardinals being 8-0 by the end of this coming week. Uh, obviously, yeah, unless something crazy happens, like if Kyler Murray gets put on COVID list, then then I think the Packers could win. But as of now, Devontae Adams being out is a is a knife in the back for, for the Packers for sure. Um, 
Our next story, I want to talk about uh, three, uh, two teams that started off 3-0 who are now arguably some of the worst in recent weeks. Uh, obviously, the Broncos are one of them and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Broncos, I get, were 3-0, but I think most people expected this, this fall-off to happen. Um, their quarterback situation is so weird. I mean... Your one is Teddy Bridgewater, and your two is Drew Locke. I don't know how anybody thought that the 3-0 victory was very impressive. Uh, Those aren't two great quarterbacks. I'm a Teddy Bridgewater fan, but I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to win that division out of all of them. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to go into Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes or beat Justin Herbert or uh, Derek Carr. So them, them losing four in a row isn't too surprising uh but something I noticed which is kind of crazy is uh through the first three games they had a plus three turnover differential and then their last four they had minus six so the turnover rate has went up significantly obviously they've had injuries but their defense also isn't getting them the ball back uh obviously when you're on the field for so long because your team is so god awful um you get tired, but even then, I don't think that's a valid excuse to uh, say that that's their problems. I think their problems definitely start with their quarterbacks, and I I, I don't know how you couldn't expect this from the Broncos. Uh, they played, I believe, the... Let me see here. The, the, through the first three weeks, they played the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. Those are three of the worst teams in the NFL. I think they actually are the bottom three teams in the NFL. So them, the Broncos, I would say the Broncos are better than all of them. So I don't think it's too surprising that they beat those teams. Um, obviously, I think the Broncos aren't... I don't think the Broncos are far out from like being a okay team, like uh, kind of like the Patriots. I think uh, the Broncos, if they get like a solid quarterback, would be like the Patriots. You know, pretty, pretty mediocre. Not too stunning, but not too awful. Uh, could sneak in if they if they play to uh, a higher level. Um, so that's what I think of the Broncos. The other team <laughs> that needs attention and needs serious help right now because I don't know what's going to happen is the Carolina Panthers. They started off three and zero. I was one of the few people. Uh, who said Panthers are the real deal? Wild card team, here they come! Don't sleep on the Panthers. Uh, I will eat those words now because they do not look very good. They lost to the Giants yesterday, who the Broncos beat. So that also says something. Uh, that Sam Darnold looks like Jet Sam Darnold, which is crazy because he looked so good against like the Saints, and he looked like a, a solid quarterback, not like an MVP level, but. He looked, he looked decent enough to win a game, to win playoff games. Maybe one playoff game, like a wild card. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey going down for the Panthers hurts, but I don't think that's the reason they are not playing very well. Um, I think it just, I think they're not clicking right now, and I think, I think they're beating themselves up. I think they rely very much on what other people think. They lost to the Eagles. Everyone kind of freaked out, so... I think the uh, the Panthers freaked out, and I think Darnold freaked out, and I think that's where we are now with Sam Darnold. I think he is uh, playing subpar football, not taking very good care of the football. He got benched fourth quarter against the Giants. Um, the teams the Panthers lost to, some of these teams, I think, I, it makes sense that the Panthers lost to, though. I see the Cowboys beating them. That's not too surprising. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, the Vikings, I think could. I think that's a reasonable loss. But the Giants and the Eagles, I think, is unacceptable. Uh, considering that the Pan- the Panthers are pretty good uh, roster wise. Obviously, three and four. Um, the NFL is just so up in the air right now. You know, you you have many teams who could easily turn around and make a playoff run but just don't seem like like that team right now 
Uh, they got Stephon Gilmore, uh, who's one of my favorite cornerbacks in the league. He's, he's very talented, very athletic, competitive. Uh, I just, I don't, I couldn't tell you how this defense and this offense aren't clicking uh, other than McCaffrey, but like I said, I don't think it's a valid excuse considering, like, Chubba Hubbard hasn't been too awful. Uh, Darnold, the first three weeks, he's looked good. He looked good. Uh, and then DJ Moore looks looks great. I like DJ Moore. Um, I think the next few weeks for the Panthers is a is the, what's going to tell everyone who they are and if they'll be able to compete. I think the NFL is so up in arms right now where you, anybody could get in. I mean, there's some pretty awful teams. I mean, like the Chiefs don't look like they could make it in at all right now, but I won't be surprised if they're a wildcard team. I won't be surprised if they win their division if they pull upsets against the Chargers. Um, I don't think the Raiders are who we think they are. I think they're playing well, but not. I don't think that will keep up through the rest of the year. Uh, the Patriots three and four, I believe. Who knows with them? The Steelers three and four somehow. You know, there's just so many questions for so many teams. We'll have to wait and see what happens for all of them. Um. To shift gears now, back to what I was talking about earlier with the Cardinals, I want to talk about uh, MVP discussion. Uh, this will be a quick one. Just I want to give you my opinions. We're almost at the halfway point of the season, so kind of like my halfway predictions for the season. Um, I think my front runner for MVP definitely has to be Kyler Murray just because his team is doing so well as well. Uh, followed closely by Tom Brady, and then another close third with Dak Prescott, who has been lights out amazing obviously it's an incredible story considering his uh leg injury last year um they all look great but i think they def the nfl is definitely suffering from a quarterback quarterback bias right now because i also think that you could compare the performance of derrick henry uh to kyler murray i think for what for what derrick henry is doing at his position I think not enough people are talking about him for an MVP candidate. Uh, I think it's about time that we get a non-quarterback uh, MVP. Uh, there's a serious bias in the NFL with, with that sort of stuff. So I would love to see Derrick Henry uh, go home with the MVP. He is one of the very few players in the NFL that actually uh, is a running back and carries their team. I think him and McCaffrey, if McCaffrey was healthy, are the two running backs that could do so. So I could definitely see Henry at the end of the year at least being talked about, you know, I, I think it's time to start admitting that running backs give, uh, don't get enough credit for what they do, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about that, I just wanted to bring up the Derrick Henry discussion, and to kind of segue into my next topic, which is, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who are not performing too well, uh, they've lost to, I believe, the Ravens? The Titans. Uh, is it the Chargers? Did they lose to the Chargers? They might have lost to the Chargers. I'm kind of slipping up on the Chiefs. But I think all the NFL is is stunned right now with the performance of the Chiefs. And not only the Chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes, who has nine interceptions through seven games, which is like unheard of considering last year I think he had nine interceptions like, by the end of last year, or near the end, like, he barely got to it, if he even did, um, they are actually tied for first in turnover differential, tied with the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, which is crazy, they have, they have negative 10 turnovers for a team with players like Tyree Kill, uh, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not the greatest running back, but he's definitely, he's, he's a, he's a good talent, um, and then Kelsey, obviously, it, it seems very strange to see the Chiefs having negative 10 turnovers. Um, I do think part of this problem, I don't think I'm the only one. I think many people think part of the problem is the defense. Um, they put up so many points, but they don't get the, the defense to, to help them uh, win with those points. I think against the Titans, they didn't put up any points, they put up three. Um, so that, the defense, you know, that's not their fault. Definitely the offense, but I mean, 
it's it's just kind of crazy going into the offseason last year. I remember everyone saying the O-line was the problem. Obviously, Mahomes ran for, like, over 100 yards uh, behind line of scrimmage, scrambling, trying to make a play. So they got, uh, oh, was it Nate? Was it Nate Solder or was it Joe Thune? Uh, it might have been, I think it was, it might have been Joe Thune from the Patriots O-line. They got a really, a pretty good O-lineman. Um, sorry if you can hear my blinker. Uh, pretty good O-lineman, uh, who, who was definitely, who looked like was going to help them, you know, with their problems. Uh, that did not happen. They obviously are struggling. They don't even look like a mediocre team. They look like a lost team who has no idea what to do right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about their problems as well because they are just such a good team on paper. They, they should not be losing games, but they are. Um, like I brought up earlier, I think the 10, the negative 10 turnover differential is, uh, mind-boggling considering how great they are all the time. Um, it, it, in my opinion, not to, uh, uh, you know, make people mad, but I think it just shows how great Tom Brady has been in his years and, uh, like, Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees hasn't had a dynasty over there with the Saints, but he has found ways to stay consistent with different teams every year. Not to say that Mahomes is the problem. I don't think he is. I mean, I get the interception rate, uh, but if you watch a lot of them, I mean, I'm not the person to say that it's the receiver's fault. I mean, sometimes it is, but I think that it, I mean, if the stat falls on the, the quarterback, he threw the ball. So I do think that, uh, interceptions fall on the quarterback, but I mean, I think that at the end of the day, yeah, it just shows. I mean, Brady has done this for, I think, 22 years, 23 years. And he is had, he's had, don't get me wrong, he's had great, great um, teams built around him before. Randy Moss, Gronk, Aaron Hernandez, Edelman, Welker. But it just seems like there's an offensive situation now, a uh, problem in, in the Chiefs organization. And, um... Yeah, I don't know if they're just not clicking this year, if it is the O-line, if Mahomes really just can't keep pulling out the magician stuff. But it's definitely interesting, something to watch. Um, something for us to watch as the season progresses. Um, I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you should be a little concerned, but not too concerned to the point where you think the season's over. Like I said, if I see them in the playoffs at the end of the year, I won't be too surprised. Um, on paper, they're still a great team. I wouldn't be surprised if they turned it around at all. Um, I believe that's all I have for football today. Um, I don't have any NBA headlines today. The season just started. I do want to shout out the Bulls. They're 3-0. Uh, they're my squad. I love the Bulls. Uh, they look great, but that's not the point. Uh, I'll try not to share a bias with the Bulls and not talk about them every day. Um... On to the MLB, though. Uh, the most important topic, I think, in sports right now, if you care about all sports and not just one, is the 2021 World Series was just set, um, I believe, on Saturday night. I think it was Saturday night, yeah. The Braves beat the Dodgers uh, in Game 6 of the NLCS, uh, and they are taking on the Astros. Um, the Game 1 matchup for the World Series is right-handed, right-handed pitcher Charlie Morton, Versus the left-handed pitcher uh, Framber Valdez, uh, in the regular season, Morton was fourteen and six with a three point three four ERA, um, two hundred sixteen Ks, um, and then over on the Astros side, uh, Framber Valdez was eleven and six with a three point one four ERA and one hundred twenty-five Ks. Um, I think it's be a good matchup. I think. I think it, this is probably with what we had for the. Um, Championship, championship series, uh, I think the Braves and the Astros is the best turnout for the World Series. I think, obviously, the Dodgers, everyone, their team is so great. I mean, Scherzer, Turner, Bellinger, Betts, uh, um, Bueller, uh, Jansen, all of those players. Um, 
that is entertaining, especially because the Astros are are not cheating anymore. So it would be a honest World Series. But you know, I it would have got stale. You know, we've seen that before. So I I would have been mad for a Braves Red Sox, but I think it would have heavily favored the Braves personally. Uh, I think the Braves out of the four teams, other than the Dodgers, were the most balanced. I think they have solid pitching. Um, I mean, their bullpen leaves much to be desired. Um, other than that, oh, who's that? Was it Matt, Matzik is his name? He's lights out. Uh, and then I like Will Smith. Um, but I think the most balanced team, I think their offense is great. Uh, they don't just excel at contact. They sell at power. Uh, what they did at the trade, line, trade, eh, trade deadline is ridiculous. Um, Acuna, Acuna went down, yeah. Uh, Azuna went down, and Soroka went down. Um, so at the deadline, they got Jorge Soler, they got Jock Peterson, and, uh, oh, Eddie Rosario, obviously, the savior in the NLCS. Um, and they, they gave up Pablo Sandoval for Eddie Rosario, which is crazy. Um, but anyway, for the pitchers in the postseason, uh, Charlie Morton's 0-1 with a 3.77 ERA and 19 Ks. Uh, Framer Valdez is 1-0 with a 4.2 ERA, 13 Ks. Um, and then their team ERAs, um throughout the, for the season was uh, the Braves had a 3.88 ERA team ERA and a 3.76 team, team ERA for the Astros. I don't have batting stats. Um, I kind of rushed this since this is my first. Sorry. Um, I do have things I want to discuss though about the batting orders um, or the batting, the lineups for each team. I think, I already said the Braves are so balanced. Um, I think it's kind of crazy though what the Astros have done in the postseason. I think they have been shelled for a lot of games or been getting hit around. Um, but their lineup is just so dangerous. You are down Alvarez, Altuve, uh, Correa. I almost said Springer. He's not on the, uh, the Astros anymore. Um, Bregman. I think they are such a ridiculous hitting team um, that no matter what their pitching does, it is kind of crazy uh, what they do in games. Uh that's why I think this is going to be such a great World Series. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a game in the World Series that ended like 11 to 10 Astros um, because their hitting is just so great. Um, and their power is so great too. Um, at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, I do think the Braves win the World Series in six games. Uh, part of my decision is the fact that Lance McCullers Jr. still is not pitching. He will not be in the World Series. He's, he had a surgery on his arm. And I think he is a great pitcher, but without him, I think they they definitely are already, I feel like, a game behind um, the Braves. And I think that it's going to be hard for them to stop the Braves with their pitching and their hitting. Um, and I just don't think... I think they'll get away with one or two games where they just hit the crap out of the ball, but I don't think that will save them uh, in terms to win the World Series. Uh, my MVP for this World Series, uh, I really wanted to go Eddie Rosario. I really did, but I, I didn't want to be boring because I think a lot of people see him to help. I also didn't want to go Freeman because uh, everyone knows Freeman's a, a very good player. So I went Jock Peterson, uh, playoff Jock, the Pearls. You know, it's hard to go against him. He helped the Dodgers with so many World Series. Not so many, one, but uh, he helped them in the playoffs for sure, so... I, that's my pick, probably, for the World Series MVP. If somehow the Astros do win the World Series, if I had to pick an MVP for them, I would pick Jordan. I think Jordan is an elite player right now, and I know that's a boring pick, but I think I don't think anyone on that team is going to do what Jordan's going to do in the World Series. But yeah, my real MVP is Jock Peterson because I think the Braves are going to win. Um, my next point of discussion is staying close with the Dodgers. Um, for those of you who don't know, coming up this offseason, their free agents is Corey Seager, Clayton Kershaw, Trey Turner. Uh, well, not Trey Turner, but Trey Turner after 2022. Uh, he has an option. Uh, Scherzer, Jansen, Chris Taylor, and Knable. Or, yeah, Knable. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, obviously, they never care about the luxury tax, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, if I were the J Dodgers GM, I would love to bring back... Chris Taylor and Knable. Um, maybe that, maybe Scherzer. Not really. Maybe uh, I don't know. Cause 
I would let Seeger test the market just for the fact that the uh, shortstop market is so stacked this year. Um, you might be able to go out and get a, a Story or a Correa if the Dodgers get Correa, so help me. <laughs> um, I don't think it's... I mean, oh man, it's so difficult. I don't, I don't think Kershaw comes back due to the fact of his injury unless he takes a pay cut. To, so that he can stay in LA. I think his time in the MLB is close to over. Um, and it felt like it too when he went out that one game. I believe it was it was the playoffs. Was it the was it the DS or the wild card or the game before the wild card? Um, he he walked out and, and everyone kind of felt like it was uh, maybe his last time in Dodger Dodger Blue. So I I mean I don't I don't necessarily know how they feel, but if I were the Dodgers GM, I don't think I'd resign Kershaw just to make money. I mean, I don't really know how much they're going to want to stay over the luxury tax. Um, if even getting rid of, even if I don't even know if they got rid of all these players, if they'd be under it because they spend so much money. Um, Scherzer, I think any team should go sign. Cause I don't think age ever catches up to Scherzer. He's just so great, but I, I think the Dodgers should let him walk. Um, and maybe test the market. I mean, there's a lot of steals out there that you can get. Uh, I would love to see... I know he's going to ask for a lot more money, and I don't know if the Jays will let him go. But I would love to see, even though, like I said, I do not want the Dodgers to make a super team, so help me if they do. But if they got Robbie Ray, I mean, that would be that would make things interesting. Or if they competed for Robbie Ray. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, necessarily. But, you know, I think it'd be fun. I, I don't know... If the Dodgers want to pay a player that is going to give you just one year, especially since, you know, they got Turner and they got Scherzer, but it didn't work out this year. Something didn't click. They lost to, they were closely beat out by the Giants. Well, not beat out, but they almost lost to the Giants. Granted, I thought the Giants were going to win that series. So I guess that's an upset considering they were a wild card team. Um, and then they did end up losing to the Braves. Um, my personal pick to definitely keep of this list is Chris Taylor. Um, I would let Jansen go. I think Jansen is about to be at the end of his run. I don't think he's going to keep, uh, punching out as many, uh, good seasons as he has been, even though he's been, he's been definitely on the decline of his career. And then I think, I think if they can afford, if they can afford Knable, I think you got to keep him, uh, the relief pitching market is, in my opinion, decent. I don't think it's spectacular. Um, but Knable hasn't been awful. He's been pretty good, actually. I think he had, like, a... Oh, I, I don't... Was it a... I don't know if I was reading it right. I think I saw 1.7 or 2.7 ERA. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely try to keep Knable. But, yeah, my, my standout is Chris Taylor, especially with the way he played in the postseason. I think he's such a good utility player. Um, I don't imagine he'll ask for that much money. He seems to like it in L.A., so I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with, with Chris Taylor. Um, my last headline of this show is on the same track as uh, free agents, and it's uh, free agents in general. I'm very excited for the MLB season to end, not because I want less baseball. Um, I just want to see where all these players are going to end up because it, it's, it's going to be a free-for-all. I mean... Just to list some of them that stand out. Correa, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, Scherzer, Freeman, uh, Simeon, Ray, Gossman, Stroman, Castellanos, Rodon, Conforto, Marte, and Syndergaard. And then I also saw Kyle Schwarber, who's been lighting it up with the Red Sox. He's going to be a free agent. Um, I mean, yeah, the obviously reading these, you see the shortstops. Uh, Story, Correa, Baez, uh, Simeon. Uh, those four are drawing attention. I think reports have come out that Baez might get uh, a done deal with the Mets again, or that he might go to the Cubs again. I don't know if the Cubs one is very true, but I don't even know if necessarily either one of those are true, but that's what I've been hearing. Um, Rizzo, I heard, is eager to stay with the New York Yankees again, so it doesn't look like a reunion with the Cubs or him signing elsewhere is going to happen. Uh, Bryant, I heard the Giants may not re-sign him, which would be kind of crazy because it felt like Bryant was going to be a Giant for a while after the Cubs dealt him, uh, cut, after the Cubs dealt him there. 
um, story. There's no way he stays in Colorado, so it's going to be interesting where he's going to stay. And I think Correa has voiced that he's out of Ash- of, of Houston, so that's going to be interesting as well. Uh, Simeon, I would love to see stay with the Blue Jays because... I think he fits well. I think he was a stud this year. He was definitely a surprise considering how much they paid him. Uh, I would love to see the Blue Jays succeed uh, next year, and I think he would definitely help. He's older, so you never know if he'll he'll, he'll have a cold year again, but I think you take the risk. Uh, Robbie Ray, um, also a Blue Jay that's going to be gone. Another great player who came out of nowhere. No one expected his season, but he, he had a great year. Um, I could see him winning the Cy Young. Uh, Gossman, another pitcher, great pitcher for the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants probably resign him, I would hope. Uh, I haven't heard many rumors for much of these players. Uh, so I'll do more research for the next podcast, the next show. Uh, and then Stroman, I think the Mets, I think the Mets will want to keep him, but I don't think you should. I, I, I don't think the problems fall on pitching anymore. I think it's I think the Mets have proven that they just need to hit the ball because they have such a great lineup that can't hit baseballs. Um, Castellanos says, uh, voice that he's opting out of his option. Uh, I think if I were to place him anywhere, I think he's going to go back to the Cubs. At least it seems like it. Uh, he's talked highly of the Cubs, and it has seemed like that's his uh, his his dream location. Uh, Rodon, I honestly have no clue where Rodon would go if he left the White Sox. Uh, same with Conforto. Um, uh, Marte is an interesting one because he seems to be on teams that uh, either make the playoffs or just barely miss out. I mean, he was on the Marlins when they made it to the uh, wild card or the yeah to the wild card, yeah. Um, and then he was on the A's, but the A's missed out. And then Syndergaard. Syndergaard and Conforto are definitely two people to look out for uh, this offseason. I don't think Syndergaard comes back due to injury, how much he's injured. And then Conforto, I don't know how great of a season he had. I'm uh, unaware. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the Mets are a team to watch because they were first place in their division for so long and they fell off. So... And now look at the the team that replaced them in their division as the Braves, who are in the World Series now so definitely something to keep keep uh up with i mean sports right now is crazy i kind of started at a weird time i think weeks ago was a little crazier with john gruden um the dk metcalf beef um the dodgers and Giants series was so great um oh and the ad and uh uh howard situation uh so yeah i think i think i'm i'm starting at a weird time but i think as time goes on, there's going to be a lot of fun headlines. Um, I'm going to go watch the Seahawks and the Saints. Uh, check my Instagram, uh, Let's Talk Sports 2021. Uh, I'll probably post something if something crazy happens in the game. Um, oh, lost my train of thought. I've been talking for so long. This is so new to me. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, and then, yeah, the World Series starts tomorrow, so I will be updating on that as well. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry if this was the longest 48 minutes of your life. Uh, like I said, I'm going to get a script. I'll have more stats for these players. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, especially when uh, the World Series happens, I'll keep uh, stats up during then. I'll try to get midseason stats for the NFL uh, for uh, midseason awards and predictions uh, for uh, the playoffs. Um but yeah, this is kind of a rough draft of what's how it's gonna be. Uh, like I said, sorry for like the random jumps and the not not the easiest transitions into other stories. Also, uh, when I get a better setup, I can actually cut my recordings and uh, piece them together better. This was all just like a one take, um, so I've kind of just been rambling. Uh, I kind of like this format. I like kind of rambling for an hour or not an hour, thirty minutes to an hour. Um, I like rambling. I like you telling you like what I think of and have it not be as scripted. But yet again, I also like telling you guys the facts and uh, details for teams. Um, like I said at the beginning, none of this is the truth. Well, not some of the things I tell you are true, uh, but none of this is like right. Like I am not right. My opinions are not right. That's what I meant. 
Um, my opinions are my opinions. Feel free to argue or say I'm wrong. I love that. I live for that. Um, I love nothing more than sitting at a table and just yelling at people um, over stuff that we're passionate about. Um, feel free to send video messages about stuff. Um, I know there's like Bears fans out there, uh, Blackhawks fans over in the NHL. Um, who else? Uh, Bills fans are very passionate. Like, if you're passionate about your team, you want you want me to cover it. Um, I'm gonna try not to just cover the big stories. Um, I will take like a side story and make it the center of attention. Like, um, uh, I don't know. Like today, I would say definitely. I would say the 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 Dodgers' future is one that would would have I probably just would have been like a side story, but I I thought it was fun to talk about, fun to bring attention to it. What do you guys think of some of my takes or some of like like how do you guys feel about the Cardinals? Do you think the Cardinals are the real deal? Do you think they're not the real deal? Uh, what do you think the Dodgers are going to do with their future? Where do you think those free agents go? Um, do you think the Panthers or Broncos turn their seasons around? Uh, even the side stories, do you think that the, uh, do you think those trades were, were good? Do you think they were poor? Let me know. I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear also what I can do better. Let me know. Uh, if you would prefer for me to cut it up and not one take it, I would love to, to do that and work on it. Um, obviously, like I said, I'm going to try to get a better setup as we go along. Maybe get a better mic, get, make like a little studio, um, stuff like that. Uh, I'm super grateful if you sat here all the way through or even for literally a second. It means the absolute world. Um, any any like recognition or any attention, uh, I appreciate, even if it's negative attention. Um, but yeah, that, that's all for me today. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back relatively soon. I will probably try to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday... Uh, yeah, probably, probably Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and s Sunday night, maybe. Um, before the Sunday night game, but after the afternoon games to give me an hour to pump something out um, real quick about those games. Uh, I will say most likely Sunday Sunday shows will probably be about the NFL. Um, Wednesday will probably be more NBA lenient. Monday will be everything. Uh, Friday will also be everything uh, covering the Thursday night game and uh what happened in baseball obviously baseball's not gonna last much longer but and then basketball and hockey um so yeah that's probably gonna be my schedule uh if it changes i'll let you guys know in a podcast in a in an episode thank you so much for listening uh have a wonderful day uh and keep talking sports